220. This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for bookstores, cool chatbots, and the explosive relationships you'll only find in. You've got mail. Well, rev up your modems for an earful of. You've got mail. The Ultimate Hacker Podcast. Fans of cinema. Cyber. You'll find much like. That is, if you're not some no good. Superstore. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little internet protocol, and we'll even have something for your inbox. You've got mail. Yes. Those are very powerful words. Welcome to episode two Wow, uh, of an earful you've got mail. Episode two, uh, making improvements every week, uh, that opening, slightly different edit from last week. Always nice. Uh, and uh, this 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 sound bed, uh, great editing at the last minute. Uh, Just, yeah, to, to I was here. weird pauses. So I, was, that, I was here slightly early. I thought maybe I would edit out the silence at the beginning and end of the music we used. Isn't that nice? And we had a luxurious, like, 15-minute uh, outro from the sports game, you know, so give us time. To get yeah, it was good. We got, we got, we got all, everything prepped. Hello and welcome to an earful of You've Got Mail. This is where we're analyzing the 1998 movie You've Got Mail five minutes at a time. We're currently in the second five minutes, so we've uh, we've we've just last time cut out right in the middle of Joe Fox pouring his orange juice, and we're going to resume today with the remainder of that pour. I mean, we hope to crack this movie wide open. Last week, I'll, I'll, we saw a lot, but unfortunately, most of it was opening credits. There was a lot of that, but they were beautiful opening credits. Yes, but they didn't give us, uh, I, I think, we want to crack open the real world, uh, and we just got the cyber world. We got a lot of cyber world last week. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but this, I mean, we're going to get cyber world this week, too. No spoilers. Uh, and we're going to get um, we're going to get real world as well. We're going to get maybe a little celebrity cameo. Maybe. Uh, I don't know I if it was actually that. really considered a cameo at the time, but... I, are you talking about one of the actors in the movie yes. playing a role? That's an unusual way to describe that. Okay, <laughs> it's a cam. If if it's not, if, if they're not normally a movie actor, then it's a it's considered a cameo. Um, I mean, people move between different media. Okay, but let's get into it. Uh, All right, but, uh, we'll get into it when we get into it. I think if we're lucky, someone today is going to get mail. Hopefully, even 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 oh, you. Oh, should even we? You. Is this is there going to be a segment you you've you sent w- mail? Uh, I'm not sure I understand that that okay. what right. that name, but that's it's a possibility. Uh, key lion pie. Before we do anything let's else? real quick, key lion pie. Actually, before we do this, what, did, yep. do you mm-hmm. prepare any new? Because you, you're showing increasing, uh, 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 I guess, just difficulty in in being able to deal with the theme song. Uh, and you said we should have a new one, but you've you've seems that you have no suggestions for something new, right? Uh, well, I mean, I was I'm kind I kind of lean on you for theme song suggestions. Well, I'm just saying I think we we hit a groove uh, with this uh, ABC song. I think it's yeah. a pretty good song. All right. Well, okay. we'll maybe we should start doing Key Lime Pie during that theme song so that it takes less time. Uh, that's not the worst it's not idea. The worst idea. Okay. Well, we're not going to change it this week. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. What we am go. I going to Okay, yeah. All right. Oh, wait, wait, never mind. So wait what? a second. What? No, no, wait. What? We hold it to each other. We, we do. Okay, yeah, okay, so we're, we've just written down the key line from these five minutes and of I'm You've Got Mail. I'm not sure clear. We yeah. always do this on green paper. We do it on green paper because it's key line. Yes. Pie. 
Exactly. Okay, listen to this beautiful loop. Are you ready? It's wow. back. Wonderful. You didn't even notice. Well, you Wonderful. did because I called attention to it. But if I hadn't called attention to it, so you this, wouldn't have noticed. This tries to. This be is the, James Ferrara, Far Side Virtual, by the way. It's great, great '90s music. Is this, is this pod safe? It's it's borderline pod safe. Yeah, it's pod friendly. It's pod friendly. Uh, All right, so we're gonna we're gonna reveal our key lines to each other. I can already sure. tell yours is much longer than mine. Well, they might because I can see a lot of writing on that overlap? paper. Does that count? And uh, no. Uh, yes, it does. Okay. I changed my mind. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to read them to each other, and if they match, we get two points. Okay. If they don't match, we get zero points. Yes. And if they partially match, we get one point. I think we prorate it by the amount of words that... Uh, we get that one point per word if they partially match, which means actually the upside by, is much higher. Yes. Yeah. No, no, but you divide by the total number of words in each page. Ah. So if mine is twice as long but contains all of yours, yes. then it would be basically two-thirds, because we match mm. two-thirds, and there's one-third of words which don't match. I like it. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Ready? Yep. Three, two, two one. one. Patricia. I hear makes nothing. Not even nervous. a sound on the streets of New York. I mean that that is a key part of it. Uh, All right. I don't so we get the key line, but it is. I hear nothing. Not even a sound on the streets of New York. That's a nice. Yeah, that's a nice line. It's also very thematically rich about what they're doing. Sure. Uh, and then we've got Patricia makes coffee nervous. She does. Theme song. <laughs> It is time for news, views, and corrections. What have we got? And feuds. And news, views, feuds, and corrections. Exactly. Uh, news website is up. Website exists. Earful yes. of you've got mail.com. Don't put an apostrophe in there or it won't work. Uh, and here is a possible feud material. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone criticized uh, the website name, saying instead of uh, earful of you've got mail.com, mm-hmm. it should be earful of you've got dot mail. Uh, and I, it turns out that's not a top level domain. Yeah, no. Uh, but it. it dot email, though, maybe. <laughs> no, was, earful of you've got. You've got dot email. Uh, I I don't. That's not the mm. name of the movie though. So I wouldn't say dot, that. Dot ml. Is there a dot ml domain? You're uh, full of you've dot, got dot, dot MLM ml. Multi level marketing. Um, yeah. No. So uh, that's that's all big no, news for like Maryland. Uh, for Maryland. Oh Maryland. yeah. Every state <laughs> should have their own. They should. Yeah. I mean, if we these were, days. Exactly. I think uh, you know, and give some incentives <gasps> like you know uh, to have another civil war, break up. I've got have, it. Yeah. Dot mill. I'm not a big fan. No, earful of you've got dot mill. You're gonna go to Miramar <laughs> and like ask them to set up your. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll petition the uh, the U.S. Army to give us a domain. Yeah. Okay. If you can make it happen, I'm before it. Well, uh, so that's so a possible feud. Here's the nice thing: if you do like the domain, if you don't like the domain, it doesn't matter because you go to earfuloof.com. Yes. Shortcuts you right to whatever is the latest show. And even if at some later point we're going to change it, uh, we have a nice uh, web ring going. All the sites link to each other. All the sites link to each other. That is called a web ring. It is called a web ring. Um, 
Anything else? Uh, we still need to update the feuds on the website. So that's news that the feuds aren't updated. Huge news. Possible feud uh, between us and the webmaster for not uh, getting that up on the feuds. The web... Wait. Oh. Wait, isn't the webmaster just us? But wearing a different hat. Ah, it is nice to paint that in a negative light. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, we have, we have a scapegoat. Yeah, exactly. Anything else? Nothing else. All right, and we launched directly into our first segment. Uh, Who? Third, third segment. Who? It's the first one that counts. Who let the... No, it's not. It's uh, You've Got Spoilers. <laughs> you've Got Spoilers. Yes. Uh, Wait, did we really rename it? Yeah, we did it last week. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so just to jump into it, here is our summary. This will uh, veritably uh, spoil these five minutes for you. The scene changes and goes into the house of the male lead, Joe Fox, played by Tom Hanks who lives with his girlfriend, Patricia Eden, played by Parker Posey, and their dog, Brinkley. Oh, is her last name Eden? I didn't, it is. Couldn't, uh, well, I didn't catch that. I mean, our spoiler uh, does kind of jump around and give you information we don't have yet. I see. Okay. Because I saw there's a magazine on the wall of her apartment with her name on it. Just well, Patricia? Well, no. It says Patricia, and then I couldn't make out the last oh, name. So I, I would have written it if I could. good prop work. It's really... We'll talk about it later. It's really yes. good prop work. Uh... Played by Parker Posey and their dog, Brinkley. Doesn't say played by whom. Uh, a golden retriever who's Joe's closest companion. <laughs> Ouch to Patricia. Uh, Joe seems to have the same opinion regarding the use of technology and says that he prefers to write letters by stating he would send a bouquet of freshly sharpened pencils to Kathleen if he knew her name and address, but goes on to say that not knowing her identity is part of the charm. The couple seems happy within their little bubble discussing their <laughs> activities. Was in their little bump. Wait, the couple being Joe Fox and Patricia Eden? Yes, I believe so. They don't. They don't seem happy. No part of this scene feels happy. Well, that's your opinion. Some people. I mean, I guess if you think about it within the context of their little bubble. Yeah, within their little bubble, they're pretty happy. Okay. Good. Uh, before leaving for work as a cover girl for New York Magazine. Mm. What? <laughs> she see? That's what I was talking about. There's a magazine. <laughs> There's a magazine oh, in her apartment. I saw there's a New York magazine. I didn't zoom in. She's on the cover. <laughs> but she's sitting on a pile of books. Wow. Yeah. So she's, I mean, in the context of the movie, Yeah. Uh, we don't know this yet, but I believe she, she works is, in publishing. She, she works in publishing, like. I believe, as an editor. Mm-hmm. I don't think editors end up on the front page of well, New York it, magazine. She, maybe very she's often. maybe she made like the thirty under thirty or something, or you know, she's like. Even so, I think that's that's. I would be. I'd love to see details on how many publishers have ever been on the cover of New York magazine. If you have the information, please uh, let us know. We should email New York magazine and ask. But I, I guess when she was put on the cover, she became a cover girl. Uh, <laughs> but I like that it's not just did she, be, she was she on the cover. This is now her profession. Yes, it's on her business card. Yeah, she's on magazine covers. Cover girl. Before leaving for work as a cover girl for New York Magazine, Patricia reminds Joe that he has to attend a dinner with her for some charity to which he promised to go to. He makes sarcastic remarks on going by commenting on all the charity dinners that she makes him go to. 
As soon as she leaves, Joe makes sure that she has left. <laughs> Always, yeah. Yes, logs, he does. Logs onto his laptop and replies to the email he receives from Shop Girl. As her emails are narrated, the characters go about their day, passing each other in the streets, oblivious to each other's identities, which also refer to the fact that they frequent the same neighborhoods in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Kathleen expresses that she feels a very strong kinship towards Joe, as if they were old friends and waits impatiently for his emails. As a consequence, she spends the rest of the day in a very happy mood. <laughs> we don't know the entire rest of the day, but so it's, far it's, she's Yeah, happy. it seems seems like it's on the upswing. It's a, it's a good it's a good rhythm. You wake up miserable. Mm-hmm. You see one email, happy the rest of the day. Uh, oh, that's happened to me so many times. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Joe, I, that happened when we got an email back from him with Gould. That's uh sure. Yeah, most most emails not a happiness bringing. Uh, Joe belongs to the Fox family that runs a chain of mega bookstores called Fox Box. Nope. Fox Box. <laughs> Fox Box. Fox Box. I like it. That's a catchy. Uh, it's a, uh, maybe they would have stayed in business enough for this. Uh-huh. While Kathleen runs an independent bookstore that her mother passed down to her called The Shop Around the Corner. This is a lot of info we don't have yet. Absolutely. Although I'm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Joe arrives at a site to oversee the opening of a new outlet for Fox Books. Don't know how that corresponds to Fox Box. Yeah, Fox Books. it's a subsidiary of Fox Box. <laughs> yes, it's the New York branch. Fox Books <laughs> in New York City. He is seen chatting with his best friend and the branch manager for the New York division, Kevin Jackson, played by Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, cameo. Good cameo. With whom he discusses his relationship with Patricia, making it very clear that although he had deep feelings for her, he did not intend to marry her so as not to disrupt his entire life. They also talk about the opening of the store and how it would monopolize the market on that side of the area. And that's that's where he, that's our spoilers. Great. That has been You've Got Spoilers. All right. So now we're going to do the sync. Yes? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay. Oh, I did my stopwatch. That's that's I I, I need to get ready for that next time. Yeah, you'll be okay though. Um yeah. okay, so go home. Yes. Grab the second five minutes of the movie You've Got Mail. Because yes. you've hopefully already got it in chunks. Uh, chunk. Yeah. I mean, the chunking should have happened a while ago. Grab that second chunk, load it up, loop it, and get ready because we're going to start playing it. Absolutely. That's. Uh, so are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, I'm making sure my codec is on. I, yeah. You don't look ready over Three, there. There's two, a lot going one. on on that left. Three, Three two, two, one, go. Go. I'm almost ready. How's this thing? It's close. We're close. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, okay, let's talk about uh, how many scenes are to break down today. Well, we have Joe Fox at home. Yeah, uh, drinking his orange juice. Yeah, Joe. We we'll call it. We'll call it Joe and Parker. What is it? Joe and. Uh, it's another P name. Patricia Eden. Patricia. Yes. Joe and Patricia at home. Sure. Then we have the email exchange. Oh, you call it like a separate scene? Well, probably, kind of. I kind of feel. I mean, like when we were in uh, the Kelly household, mm-hmm. uh, she, her, her bed and her uh, laptop shared the same kind of open space, mm-hmm. so it's kind of fluid. This is, but he's got many rooms. He does. He's I mean, got quite the apartment. They're very here. different kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it tells a lot about people how mm. quickly you can jump from your uh, morning activities to your laptop. Uh, so you call it a separate scene. I'll, I can co-sign that. Okay. Good. Yeah. And this kind of flows into scene number three, uh, which is uh, the commute. I'm just adding an extra note because I noticed a detail, a new detail. Oh, that's 
there's nothing I love more than watching a movie and noticing a detail. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then I think we have the construction site. Yeah. Oh, we do have walking through New York. New York in the Gee, morning. You know what I said? I said what? three scenes. No, I was, was writing my note. Was the commute. <laughs> the commute. The New yeah. York hustle. The New York hustle. <laughs> I don't think they're hustlers. We'll talk about this. Okay. We'll talk about uh, the New York hustle. And, the, and then the construction site. And then the construction site. Sure. Okay. Sounds good to me. I love it. Um, okay, so uh, let's. Uh, I would say I'd recommend doing scene one and then scene two and then scene three. Um, we can follow up with I, scene four. Yeah, today I think we should go in order. Okay. Okay, so scene one, I, first of all, most important of all, um, the orange juice pour completes. Did you did you find out what brand of orange juice he had? Look very fancy. I don't, yeah, I didn't, I should have. Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. That seems like the kind of thing. That I you, apologize. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll fi- I'll find it out next time. <laughs> the next time, <laughs> the next time he drinks orange juice on screen, you're gonna uh, take note of it. Ah, uh, boy, what a great scene. Uh, but let's not get to there yet. Oh, it's so good. Okay, all right. So the first scene doesn't have a whole lot. Let's talk about what happens in the context of the scene. Uh, he finished up his juice. He finishes. Uh, I mean, at this point, we are seeing him in the morning, uh, and he, he's speaking the words that he wrote yesterday. Sure. So there's a bit of a time dilation going on here. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, just, that's what email does. Yes, but it's, it's asynchronous. <laughs> would that be, would that be off-putting if when other people read your email uh, in your life, you would mm. hear your own voice <laughs> saying that? Well, it would certainly clarify when other people are reading your email. I think it'd be good. It's kind of like uh, when an email contains an image, mm-hmm. uh, you have to serve the image uh, if it's on your server so you can actually find out when people access your email. Well, not anymore. Now but, email services cache those images. We're talking about Web 1.0. Web 1.0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah It's like is, a, a real-time update. And that'd be great if like, if Kathleen Coe is going to read and instead of uh, just reading the email, he would actually basically have to serve her audio files of his, his voice mm. yeah. do you think they're both audio files <laughs> that's it i don't know let's let's mm. find out okay i mean i haven't seen any evidence of high-end audio equipment in either of their apartments yes <laughs> okay so here's the thing speaking of audio files speaking of, let's I, just let's bash the microphones a, a bit ASMR. just yeah just just knock the microphones around Okay, so we are now getting into there's, there's that old thing of like in the first 10 minutes you should establish all the major characters mm. and again the major context of the movie. So by mm. the time we finish here, we have more or less gotten ten minutes, and we got all the primaries yeah. established. And I think we really understand who they are, what makes them tick, and kind of some sort of central conflict in their lives. Mm. Uh, that's classic Hollywood for you, and you know you lean on star power to do that because I think the reason that you cast uh, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks is because they don't have to do a lot of work to establish characters because they are playing a Meg Ryan type and the Tom Hanks type. Mm. And how would you how would you classify those kind of characters? Hmm. Um, a Tom Hanks type first. I think it's a little easier. Um, Tom Hanks type would be he's unpretentious. Yes. <laughs> to the point that he in a few minutes is uh, rejecting outright going to a black dinner. Rejecting a black tie dinner. Yep. Yes. Unpretentious. Um, humorous. Yeah. Jovial. Uh, yeah, I'd say jovial. Jolly. Jolly. Um, mildly sarcastic. Yes. I would say the point. Uh, playfully sarcastic. I'll, I'll rephrase. Playfully sarcastic. Yes. And I mean, I'd say you can kind of, does does this kind of paper with the fact, does he have to be a good person? Not necessarily if he's able to just kind of be affable enough 
Yeah. 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 That's the magic of Hanks. I think there's different movies in which he plays like decent people. Somewhere mm-hmm. he can play people who aren't so good, but he's always affable, so it kind of feels the same. I'm not sure in this character is he a good guy here. I don't. I mean, he's no he's no American hero. <laughs> what does that refer to? Sully. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, and uh, or Saving Mr. Banks. I don't know. Either way, you can really they're both American. Go, heroes, yeah, yeah, they're all Tom Hanks exclusively plays American heroes. So. Okay, so is that is that enough adjectives, or should I keep adding I know, adjectives? I think it's true. I mean, it's it's immediately. Uh, I mean, and, it's and, immediately apparent that he is Tom Hanks. It is. That's <laughs> all you need to know. I mean, it's like Tom Hanks. He's a very he is. Uh, he's not an like he is the least like off putting guy. He's the kind of guy who's like, oh, that's that's a mm. a, a nice cool guy. Disarming. He's, he's disarming. Disarm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd say the same thing. Like, make Ryan doesn't really do a lot in the first scene. She just kind of. Shows impatience with her uh, with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, and checks out email. But just the fact that she is at once kind of attuned to the world around her shows excitement. Mm-hmm. And that's what that kind of what what makes her tick. It's like mm-hmm. oh, the, her curiosity is in self engaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. we, we have the two, uh, uh, I guess, uh, not, not tertiary. What's the what's the se- second thing? Secondary characters. Secondary. Yeah, the one before tertiary. I, I I can always keep it tertiary, but secondary is a little hard to keep track. Of. Let's go through them. So we got primary. We got <laughs> let's let's just okay. Ready? Primary, secondary, tertiary, quaternary, centenary, pentenary, pentenary, hexenary, septenary, heptenary. Heptenary. Okay. Then this one. Next one we got. Yes. Octenary. Octenary. One of the favorite things about really bad websites like uh, Bad Wikias mm. is they are obsessed with saying this character is the like proto hepto protagonist. Hmm. It's like it's, it's like they are the third most common character. <laughs> Let's hmm. create this like name of this. Which like why do you why do you title that? Uh, it's very. Yeah, you got to classify it somehow. You have to. You, you have. You actually you, have to. You can't just obligated to. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Uh, the, the secondary characters. Secondaries. Uh, Frank and uh, Patricia. Yeah. Very similar secondary characters. Yeah, yeah, they're, yep. Uh, well, let's talk about the the parallelism here. Yeah, uh, they're both moving a bit faster than their partner. Than their partner. They're both late for the day. Yep, yep. They need to get the door to do work. Yep. As their partner uh, has a more leisurely morning and mm-hmm. has a little chance to check email. Yeah. It's it's very. Uh, I mean, is this the is this the is this the the nineties meeting the two thousands? I think so. I mean, this is a big question. We move into the future of technology based on people who need to hit the like the, the breaking edge of technology. You have two kinds of people. One mm. are the enthusiasts, as as seen by uh, Joe and and Kathleen, mm-hmm. and then you have the kind of, I'd say, commerce based mm-hmm. people who just need technology to move at the speed of business. Mm. And uh, these people don't like it. They don't seem to really enjoy their lives. Mm. Uh, I mean, we heard last time Frank actively is disgusted mm-hmm. by technology because it actually, in fact, impedes commerce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, as far as Patricia, she just wants her coffee. Of course. Yeah. But I think you can say who is going to be the first to pick up an iPhone. Uh, is it going to be Joe or Patricia? I'd say absolutely it's going to be Patricia. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Because Well, probably a BlackBerry first. Oh, yeah. she I'm, She's going to go all in on BlackBerry when, when those come out. When did people like New York savvy 
business people get blackberries? What year? 2002? 2004? I feel like some people must have had around 2000. Because, like, uh, having email in early. your pocket. So, at this Black point, Barry. in this point, do we have a high powered book editor and a high powered uh, journalist both don't have email addresses? Do you think that's true? Uh, no, they probably have They probably have work email addresses. No. Oh, you, you think, don't think so? You think the newspaper what? set up work email? In 98? Yeah, no, sure. No, I don't think so. In 98? Of course. I think. All I right. think a lot of businesses were lagging. All right. Well, um, do you know BlackBerry is a Canadian company? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that's, that. That's fun. Okay. Uh, 1984 to 2001, early years end growth. 2001 through 2011, global expansion and competition. Hmm. Hmm. So the consumer. Oh, consumer market. That's not what we want. Uh, 1999, the BlackBerry 850 pager. Oh yeah. They, I mean. That is a question. I would say at this point, they're certainly uh, they're certainly paging all the time. Sure, yeah, yeah, but I don't think the actual, you know, BlackBerry, BlackBerry as we know the you know the Black BlackBerry as a mobile email machine. I know it is BlackBerry, BlackBerry. Yeah, BlackBerry, BlackBerry, the email machine. <laughs> That's I love that children's book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here we go. Uh, in April two thousand, the first BlackBerry smartphone. The BlackBerry OS, yeah. So I, I don't think. I mean, I, I think it was it was definitely after 2000, and I would say 2002 at least before you're talking about normal business people having Blackberries. If that, it might even been later. And let's talk about. I mean, so we have two people who actually need for to get a business edge to have uh, to be on the cutting edge technology. So you'd imagine Patricia and Frank have pagers, uh, whereas sure. whereas Joe and Kathleen, I'd say almost certainly do not have pagers. Kathleen has a leisurely no. uh, bookstore, yep. and Joe is just kind of a weird a titan of industry. <laughs> I would say a weird uh, heir to to an industry. Uh, he just seems to kind of show up at meetings and and you know just have. He's, he's just well, he's he's managing a single project, which is this single is site bookstore. Is he? Seems like I'd say Kevin's That's managing. His... Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's sorry. My my point is his work seems to be heavily localized to this new store they're opening up. Sure. And also, I mean, the company's headquarters is in New York, so it's not like he's in a position where he has to be doing a lot of broader communication and and work across the company. I don't think we know that yet. Okay. But, I mean, I we'll can, you can imagine it just yeah. on his vibe. Yes. Um, but Patricia Eden, let's talk more about her. Patricia Eden, Parker Posey. Parker no, po I, known for her role in the Cranberries. Uh, how Are you a fan of Parker Posey? Sure. I, I'm always a big fan of Parker Posey. I mean, She's what, what do you in, know her from the most? Uh, um, uh, Best in Show. Yeah, I mean that's that's a classic movie. She was in, uh, I think, all four of the major Christopher Guest uh, mockumentaries. Mm -hmm. um, all, all, all a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't talk about last time. Greg Kinnear. Are you a fan of Greg Kinnear? The other Greg episode? Kinnear. Oh, is is he, he Frank? Frank. Yeah. Frank? Um, he looks familiar. I'm not. I don't know him enough. To be a fan of him, or to know what else he is in. <laughs> I mean, he's. I'd say I'm he, a fan of him in this, though. He has had, I mean, since 1997, a successful role as more or less a character actor. He, uh, I believe, if not won, he was nominated for best supporting actor for As Good as It Gets in 1997. Mm. But before that, he was a TV personality, famous for being the first host of uh, TV's Talk Soup. Oh, which was a major thing back in the yes, day. Yes, yes, Talk so. um, um Tosh.0 is Talk Soup. No. Oh. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, not to be confused with The Soup, which was the later iteration of Talk <laughs> Soup. 
Okay. Well, man, uh, I mean, so very, very 90s, uh, mm. very 90s uh, time to be. Patri- Patri- I mean, I would argue 1998 was a very 90s time to be. I would say it was probably peak 90s. Yeah, sure. Uh, what, what Is that you- how decades work? It's like kind of a, you just kind of get a like a ramp up and then a peak and then a sharp decline. I, you don't hit the decade until at least two or three years in. Mm. Uh, I mean, right now it is 2020. Mm. It's not the 20s yet. We're still solid. Of in the course, 10s. yes, yes. I mean, We've got a lot like, left to do before we're really in the twenties. I mean, what were the major cultural differences between the two thousands and the two thousand tens? Two thousands, two thousand tens. Um, less Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I'd say substantial decline. Yeah, um, I mean, that's really more of a late nineties thing. But I would say it continued to decline <laughs> steadily. No, I mean, yeah, it was it was like an exponential decay. I don't even think it's true. I think it's been it was constant, if anything. Um, let's see. Um, what else? Um, less Vanga Boys. Again, more '90s stuff. <laughs> no, these are like 2000 stuff. I, I mean, the 2000s were the decade of the iPhone. I that in like 19, like that in 2008. But yeah, you got early. <laughs> um, the Motorola Razor. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was the it was the the cutting edge feature phone era. Cutting edge feature phone and BlackBerry. Yeah, it was the it was the the years in which the BlackBerry thrived. Uh, I could agree with that. I mean, I would say also. I mean, culturally, it was the Bush years, it was nine eleven mm, years. It was the um the uh, Daily Show years. It was. It was yeah. the Daily Show was relevant uh, and 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 funny at times. Yep. Tosh Pono wasn't yet around. <laughs> it was the pre. It was the Tosh uh, negative point negative one years. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk about Patricia Eden, her morning, her morning, uh, routine, morning, morning routine. Yes. Uh, she needs to get coffee. Yes. Uh, and she- and they've got a nice espresso machine. Just came- <laughs> that glass of orange juice got so big. He has half of that can in that orange in that glass. He's drinking a lot. You could say the glass is big. You could say that the orange juice bottle is very small. Small. Either way, it's not his ratio is is not I mean, not going to work out well. If I'd estimate, that looks like a. Is that a one liter bottle? No, it's way smaller. One liter? One liter is pretty small. That's that's like a that's like a one liter uh, is two pints. That's like a five hundred to seven fifty milliliter bottle. How 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 big is this glass? I say that glass holds a pint. That glass, sure. Yeah, that glass holds a pint. Yes. So if he filled up, if it was five hundred milliliters, it would fill the glass and be empty. Oh wow! Right, more or less. Um. Okay. So maybe it's maybe it's a seven fifty milliliter. That's what I would tend yeah. to say. We really should have talked about this last episode. We should have, but it continues to be on screen. Yes. Um. So she, <laughs> like many things, I mean, like she, Tom Hanks, she is. She's got the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has. She's actually seems to be presentable and ready, uh, except that she doesn't have her coffee. Uh, which she doesn't. Is, which is the last thing she is getting. And and drinking it very quickly before yeah. running out the door. Is she being fair to Joe Fox? In what sense? Uh, she she basically commands him to make coffee. Some people have said, like, you know, well, well, what's what are the negative uh, aspects of, of the character uh, of Patricia? And she, she does order Joe Fox to uh, get drinks. She's, well, I think I would say stepping back a bit, I think she doesn't appear to live in the moment. I, I mean, she is very attuned to what's happening in the publishing world. I get that's what I mean by not living in the moment. 
she's living in it's a moment morning. of... Yes. It's morning. She doesn't stop and smell the orange juice. Yes, there's orange juice being poured. There's there's uh, uh, Joe Fox sitting there. Yeah. You, she, you could enjoy the morning. Hey, what, what time do you think this is? Do we, do we have a... Well, we see as as we during the commute, as you know, our New York morning or the hustle, yeah. as, depending on how we want to title it. Yeah, we see shops opening. We do, which yes, means is... it must be pretty darn early. <laughs> that is a good point. Yes, I did actually. I didn't. Uh, that did not uh, connect, and it should have. Uh, I was going to think about. He does pass this massive clock in this hallway. Uh, we can check the time on that. That's a good idea. Yes, I, I wrote down huge grandfather clock in all caps. Yeah, it's a good thing to write down in all caps. Uh, I mean, to let's let's take her lines, but she says over here, uh, "I need okay, sweetie, I'm almost almost ready. I need a double today," which is mm. uh, a signal mm-hmm. to say, "Please turn on the coffee machine," mm-hmm. which he does, and not only too much work, although he seems to be very put out by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems to be put out by a lot of things. He doesn't seem to be really enjoying. I would say they they're very happy in their bubble. <laughs> well, within the bubble, yes, they're very happy. Uh, and then she then she follows up says did you push it and he says yeah yes I pushed it it's fun it is it's a fun fun and then, morning and then uh, much in the same way that uh, that Kathleen and Frank discussed dinner plans I was I wrote that down duality of dinners <laughs> yes the DMD <laughs> uh, it's yeah and he, he is very upset by okay so what what is what is the proposed plan proposed plan there's some sort of work related black tie event. Yes, it's for, it's the pen dinner. The pen dinner, P E N N. Uh, P or P E N. You can look up uh, look ah, up Pen America. Pen P E N. P E N. Yes. Pen America. Yeah, since 1922. Pen. Oh, it's an acronym. It is an acronym. Pen America, founded in 1922. Worldwide, through advancement of literature and human rights. I don't know how if it's declined in relevance since that. I imagine hmm. it was probably a big Cold War vehicle. What does it stand for? Uh, that's a good question. What does it stand for? Advancements of Literature and Human Rights. That doesn't stand for P-E-N. <laughs> no, I'm. Mean, that is what it stands that for. Was, yes, that was that was the joke. Yeah, yes, hey, welcome, yes. welcome. Um, it really nobody wants to tell me what it what it stands for. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a. You can capitalize any word if you want to. Seems to be, yeah. It's, I think it's just capital pen. It's like the pen, but capitalized, which people are welcome to do. Hmm. Okay. Oh. Let, let's... I would send you a bouquet of newly sharpened pencils if I knew your name and address. On the other hand, this not knowing has its charms. Did you push it? Yeah. Yes, I pushed it. I'm so late. Random house fire, Dick Atkins, good riddance. Murray Chilton died, which makes one less person I'm not speaking to. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Ugh! Vince got a great review. He'll be insufferable. Tonight, pin dinner. Am I going? Joe Fox, you promised. It's black tie. Oh. Can I just give money instead? I mean, what is it this week? Free Albanian riders? Oh, so I'm in favor oh, of that. Oh, oh. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. You're late. Oh, I know, I know. And then he returns to 
just all very like, pensive, angry look. If it wasn't Tom Hanks, I would say it would look much more psychotic than he did. <laughs> she leaves the room. His eyes immediately like turn cold, and he stares and just just kind of locks into a hardened position at his table, uh, and then very malevolently walks down his his, his, his hallway. Uh, so okay, good. I'd say great. You catch the time on the clock. Uh, I was looking uh, uh, inward, so mm. no. Uh, what did it say? I I was looking outward. <laughs> too bad. Oh yeah. Okay. What'd you catch then? Um, nothing. Now too bad. We might be able to catch it on his computer here though. Oh yeah. Right. You can barely tell what OS it is. Welcome. Welcome. I'm positive we won't get a feedback there. Uh, okay. So let's talk about the uh, the the uh, physical work that Parker Posey does there as Patricia Eden. She is running in the room twice. Mm, it's pretty good. She says, turn on the coffee. Yep. Uh, and she actually basically gets 20 seconds back because she turns on the coffee as she's still running into the room. Mm -hmm. Coffee is not ready. It's an espresso machine, mm -hmm. which working pretty quickly. Uh, she first comes in and gives him uh, the news updates, which is that Atkins was fired. She puts a newspaper down on the table. And so she points was, at it. So she comes to the newspaper, yeah. slaps it down on the table, points at it, and says, mm -hmm. Dick Atkins was fired. But I do not believe that is what she's referring to in the paper. Mm. I believe. But where is she getting that news from then? Uh, probably her BlackBerry. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> well, no, because she talks about someone getting a great review and stuff Vince. like that. Like, yeah, that's clearly in the paper. Yeah, that's a good point. Is yeah. the is the pen dinner also? No, the pen dinner is not in the paper. They're already planning to go to the pen dinner. But Joe Fox at points is like the pen dinner. Uh, they're. Given uh, Albanian writer, and he that, looks, oh, it, he you're right. He paper. does seem to get that in the paper as well. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing is this in the, the 90s. News, yeah, like, it, it might be yeah, industry, an industry paper, but I mean, yeah, in the 90s, you got a lot of information from printed paper. Yeah, I mean, uh, as we saw in New York Times uh, the same day. Yeah, its cover story is uh, the state of Virginia. Uh, and the has, solitaire thing is has, has removed solitaire from all its, uh, its it, public. Computers. Is it is it weird that Joe Fox and uh, Patricia are not talking about that story? No, I <laughs> if think, it's such big news <laughs> in their own little bubble, it makes more sense they would not be talking about that story. Sure. Um, so I would say it's it's I, I'm liking this. The publishing paper she puts it down. It has four stories on it. Yes. Uh, and it is uh, Dick Atkins being fired. Dick Atkins. Uh, Murray Chilton has has just died. Chilton, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Vince, uh, great review. Uh, and then finally, the Albanians being honored at the, at the pen dinner. Yeah, that's a nice. That's yeah. That's a nice wrap up of the day's news. Yeah, because you don't have time to read all the pages, so you want you want to have a nice uh, broadsheet in the front. So, the, I mean, the, part of the implication is the, all of these things must be new information to her since she left work the previous day. Either that, because these or are she, these, this is the sort of. I mean, do you ever have news? But it's like, well, I need to have just normal night. But then the next morning, before you go to work, you just get you get excited about it. Again, you know? No, these are clearly things she's learning about that morning. I mean, she's she. How do you know? That? You, we know she's excited. But maybe that's just the way that she ramps herself up for work. Uh-huh. I says, think the implication is that she learned about all of them in the paper. That's insane. The industry paper. That's Because, like, today she would be on Twitter finding all the news. Or any other service. Yeah, but Twitter is where you find the real breaking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Black tie. One more. Oh, sure. What about the black tie? Why? Do, I mean, is it the main thing he does not want to the black tie is because he doesn't want to have a tuxedo on? It's just like a pain well, to no, dress it, up in it, a tuxedo? I think it's less about that. It's more about, oh, it's going to be one of these formal 
a dues. Yes. Yeah, and and that yeah, the that level of um, you know, formality and and um, you know, need to present yourself is not something he's particularly interested in. Yeah, I mean, the black tie usually comes with you have to make a big payment. He's saying, could I mm-hmm. just make a bigger payment and not go to the black tie? Yeah. This is a non-starter for some reason. Do you yeah. think just- well, because for her, I think it's about going to the dinner. I don't think it's about making well, the payment. Well, for her, it's about hobnobbing. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I think he also has an obligation as being part of the Fox Box clan uh, to actually kind of bring his prestige, which will help in fundraising. Mm. That's what it seems like, at least. Uh, <laughs> there's that the there's the magazine. Oh, I see it. Patricia Eden. Patricia so Eden. One other detail I like here before you yes. miss it. So on the counter to the right of the stove, yeah, is a is like a framed photo. <laughs> it's big. It's huge. Seems like it would make it harder to cook and yeah. do stuff. It's got not only is it huge, it's a huge white blank frame that's most of you know it's white space taking up most of it. With a small photo in the middle. So it's a really weird use of counter space. Uh, I believe the clock, if I'm reading it right, says it's now 6.50. 6.50 a.m. That checks out. Yeah. So if it's 6.50 a.m., shops are, are you know maybe opening between 7 and 9 a.m. Uh, I think, yeah, this, this checks out. Which you give the impression that this is uh, a very leisurely morning. These people are all up incredibly early. Well, I mean, awake, sure, but I think, but they're not in any hurry to get out of the house, or at least the the you know one half. And is Patricia's not. already late. Well, if if your significant other it needs to get to work at you know whatever seven o'clock, seven thirty, or something, then you probably develop a routine of waking up pretty early. But he seems more like he's just just enjoying my morning, drinking yeah. my orange. He seems like he's just incidentally That's in her perfectly life. doable if you wake up at six a.m. Sure. I'm just saying it doesn't seem like it fits his personality. You know, he he has it both ways. Mm. He, he's he's like a New York City slacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, New York City runs a different different kind of uh, clock than most people. Uh, let's talk about Patricia Eaton's uh, technique for getting him to go. Yeah, yeah. So she kind of half hugs him. Well, no, before he just says, I don't want to go there. And then she immediately puckers her lips yeah. and just kind of mocks him of, of saying like he's basically being a baby. Yeah, which is, you know, and, sure. Yeah, I, fair. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, like, I don't want to go again or something like that. And then she starts, like, hopping over towards him while continuing to make weird puckering sounds. <laughs> and then kind of, I'll say this, she jumps onto his shoulder and kind of just, like, kind of rocks back and forth for a bit. <laughs> uh, not really sensually. No. Uh, I would say much more. Uh, she is trying to replicate the role of his closest companion, uh, Brinkley. If nothing else, she, she it is kind, it is a dog-like motion. Yeah, yeah, yes. Because <laughs> it seems like he does enjoy Brinkley's company much more than Patricia's. So in order to get favors from him, uh, she has to emulate that. I did not read into it that way. That's yes, that's, that's the only way to read. That's into it. clearly yeah. Yes. Okay, and then he and then he um, relents. An end scene. Anything else, or is that end scene? Yeah, just the just that painting on the stove, the huge grandfather clock, and that's it. Oh, and, okay, and then, so now we're transitioning to the computer. The computer. Okay. The, and, the, and the cyber and the, world. And the hallway. The Well, is there more about the hallway than the grandfather clock? I mean, he's sneaking. There's some good sneaking in the hallway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should talk about that and hack at the app. Sure. Just tee that up as one possibility. Yes. Okay. Um, so now he sits down at his computer. It's a very nice, similar to the Meg Ryan apartment. The computer is in a, is, is, is 
cloaked in and surrounded by the analog. It's a very Tony room. Yes. I mean, it looks like mahogany. It's yes. A, yeah, it's a, it's a rich room, dark tones, uh, well lit for the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, the movie really, uh, I think, serves it well by not having clunky big CRT screens. You make the point this might be a simply technical reason, but boy, it makes it look so so much nicer. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, absolutely. And the, and the same thing, it's like, the for it's almost as though this is like nostalgia for the 90s. You took out everything kind of bad. There mm. are no beepers. Even though I think beepers are kind of nice, mm. we don't hear the kind of glitchy 90s kind of uh, detritus. Mm-hmm. We, we just get kind of, what is the cleanest way this could be in the 90s? Compare this to like Neo's apartment uh, a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, not the most pleasant apartment. No. Yes. Whereas um, this is a more pleasant hacker well, den. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. But the, and this, I mean, this is a near-term hacker den. Neo's hacker den is a little bit farther yeah. in the future. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one year, to be exact. Exactly, yes. Um, okay, and then so then he sits down, and everyone, everyone in this world loves to mouth along to <laughs> You've Got Mail. I, so you, did you, is this an experience you've ever remember looking at that mailbox open up and waiting for those words? No, but that's because I never had the... The actual AOL. I, yeah, I never had full client AOL. I had oh. AOL Instant Messenger. Sure. Uh, and, you know, probably logged into AOL webmail or something, you know, at some point. But never never actually had the full stack dedicated AOL experience. I wonder how many people had, uh, well, what, 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 what kind of, out of the entire population, how many households had AOL full full? ISP? Well, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. A- think, AOL adoption. I think you're going to have trouble. Adoption finding. articles, photos, and videos. <laughs> AOL. Michigan mom uses social media to find daughter. Okay, let's search, just search for America Online, and let's I do not think you'll find this easily. I think we're better just kind of randomly guessing. Personally speaking, how many people you know? Two, 2001, at the height of its popularity. Okay, you're, it sounds like you got something. Uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. By 1995, AOL had about 3 million active users. That's pretty small, but that's 1995. Sure, I mean, the population, let's say it's around 300 million people, and how many households? Uh, probably like uh, a quarter of that, uh, something like that. So sure, yeah. Uh, so like out of seventy million, it had three million. So that's a pretty, you know. That's yeah, not, yeah. Not no, sure. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's it's far from ubiquity, but ubiquity then, is much better. Ubiquity, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful service. Um. So let's see. So uh, uh, Oh wow. Up until December nineteen ninety six, AOL charged an hourly fee, and then after nine, December nineteen ninety six, it switched to a flat monthly rate of nineteen ninety five. That's I I okay. So I remember earlier. Did you know people in the early ISP uh, adopters? Um, like, the early you mean like like Prodigy? Oh sure, yeah. Because yeah. Prodigy, it's like you logged in and you could play games, mm-hmm. but you knew every second you're playing a game, you're being charged more, mm-hmm. which to me made it very unpleasant to you. Uh, yeah, it's like you're playing the Prodigy version of uh, Where in the World's Carmen San Diego, but it's like, <laughs> oh, that cost me like as much as playing like a game at the arcade, which is mm-hmm. I'd say considerably better. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's like that just is stressful to me. Uh, I don't like to be nickel and dimed. That's kind of it. So that's that's I so think, the, so yes, yeah, so they they heard that, but however. I, during this like time, AOL connections would be flooded with users trying to get on, and many canceled their accounts due to constant busy signals. A commercial mm. featuring Steve Case telling people AOL was working day and night to fix the problem was made. That is a huge <laughs> problem in society. Congestion pricing. Because mm-hmm. charging by the minute, 
here's the thing what you need to adopt the problem is they're doing a flat rate for mm -hmm. how often you use it and then they got congestion when they went to just a free-for-all yep. what they needed was peak and off-peak hours yeah but that's confused that's a confusing proposition for their customers stupid. they should say okay if you log in at two in the morning it's free if you log in at the peak time let's say 6 50 a.m when most people want to check the mail you're going to pay more mm. that's fair right sure it's just confusing I don't. Within three years, so this would be 1999, AOL's user base grew to 10 million people. Mm. Hmm. So it's interesting. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I feel like the, I feel, I mean, 10 million is a lot, but I I almost feel like it was sort of like everyone has AOL. Yeah. Well, what's, I mean, how many people do you know personally that were AOL full stack users? Um. One. <laughs> yeah, it's not I guess okay, yeah. I mean it was always I guess maybe I the fact there were like free trial CDs everywhere was just the Other thing than that, my grandma, it's the only person that's, I know. It's also my grandmother that I, yes. is the only person I know that was a full stack OL user. Yeah. And uh what years do you do you think the CDs were persistent? Because I feel like I would it, say ninety six through two thousand. I think at least like two thousand two, two thousand three. Maybe yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I made the mistake of those were fun to play with because you basically got a free CD in the mail that yeah. you can do whatever with. I used to like cut them up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I made the mistake of uh, trying to like put on my finger like a ring, mm. uh, and then I couldn't get it off, and my finger turned red. Uh, so that was not great. Hmm. Uh, this is uh, this is case you're Stanford. This is uh, Earful. You got mail. We we're analyzing these five minutes. You got mail. Uh, okay, so he sits down and gets his mail. I just like one one last thing on AOL, and also if you're listening to the podcast, it's not. Um, uh, 2006 to 2009. I like this this header. 2006 to 2009. Rebranding and decline. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder this, how many this, this graph. So peak subscribers were in 2002 at around 27 million, 26 yeah. something million. And then it just drops and, and, you know, drops and drops and drops. I mean, this is this is a choice they're making at the time. You are running AOL. Do you try to retain your increasingly elderly audience, serve them, and just kind of milk them and just kind of, I mean, that's a business. Mm -hmm. You have people that you're serving, Can you, or do you try to grow and stay relevant? They kind of try to split the difference. Well, I think the problem was they weren't in a position to try and grow and stay relevant because they didn't have infrastructure. They didn't have, have uh, you know, landline infrastructure, right? They were using existing phone systems. And yes, but so, at, the, at that point, infrastructure wasn't really relevant in the mid two thousands. What you need to have is more. Hmm. You, you need to bring more services. To the no, team. no, not at all. No, I mean, they, my as people were switching to broadband, they were switching to broadband because it provided better internet service, which required building infrastructure to deliver the better internet service, which AOL was not in a position to do because they didn't own the infrastructure. I, I think there's two questions. Like in the mid two thousands, should they have moved into the Comcast space or the Yahoo space? And they kind the of the Comcast space if they could have, but, but I they, don't they know they that they have. were. I don't know that they were well positioned to do that. Sure. So in practice, they instead tried to move in the Yahoo space, right? And did yeah. worse than Yahoo, who yes. itself did not do well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So that's unfortunate. Yes. For them, uh, although, they should have built a cell phone. I mean, so you're saying if you were if you were put back, uh, time traveling to uh, the. AOL office mm. the day this movie came out everyone yes. must be celebrating oh it, this would be such a big day yeah yeah this this is ensured the fact that they are going to be immortal yes uh, in the corporate uh just like the day that Owen Wilson movie came out at Google 
<laughs> yes, that is. I Google stock went up four hundred percent that day. Uh, uh, the interns, right? The, the internship. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the internship. The intern is the one with Robert De Niro a few years ago, right? Also a Google intern. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so this just so this movie comes out. AOL is going nuts. We've made it. This is it. Hollywood. Yeah. Tom Hanks and if you're is all them, in on us. Would you say right now you don't own your infrastructure? Start buying it. If you buy it now, you can compete against a bunch of infrastructure monopolies such as Comcast. Do you think? It's it, I, know, I know everything. I as a time travel, I know I know everything that happened in the future. I have all that knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I would. I, I. It's tough because because that is. I, I don't know how well positioned they were to even do that, right? Like, what, what are they going to do? They're going to start buying, like, telephone infrastructure in different <laughs> municipalities? I mean, they probably had access to a lot of credit to do stuff, but yeah. how do you spend it well? Well, they certainly could have done that instead of buying Time Warner. Yes. That would have that would have been a good a better expenditure of cash than buying Time Warner. That's a good point. Which... So, so that feels like maybe a, a good decision point. Weirdly enough, Time Warner is in the Comcast space. I mean, I my my uh, family in Cincinnati, at least for many years, got their internet through Time Warner. Well, so maybe that. I, well, let me read about that part of it. So, I mean, my impression was that they acquired Time Warner because of the content side of the business. That's what it seemed like. But uh, let's see. In January two thousand, in January two thousand, AOL and Time Warner announced plans to merge, forming AOL Time Warner. The terms of the deal called for AOL shareholders to do a lot of details. I'm, I'm going to jump in here. Let's say cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, we have a merger, and let's say uh, let's say we're going to research this and give you updates on how well this merger went. Sure. And, and why? Uh, right now we don't know how well. I, I I have good feelings. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Sounds he, good. He he got mail. He got mail. He got three mails actually. He did. Did you do you did you write down the details? Uh, I didn't write down exactly everything, uh, but I know the three emails. One is by uh, a dubious email address. Big buck dollar at usenet.com. Big buck dollar sign. Big buck dollar sign. Not to be confused, big buck bunny. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Which I don't, were dollar signs even permissible in email addresses? I am dubious. I, yeah. I, I'm I mean, skeptical. you can, as an email sender, you can write whatever you want in the from field. So it could be an in, a, like a completely invalid email address that just is. That's, it's a spoof. Yeah, well, it's certainly a spoof, but it's weird they would spoof a email address that doesn't make Seems sense. Fake. Yeah, yes. it's, <laughs> it's it's odd. Oh, it's it is. Oh, so it's big bucks, big bucks, but the S is oh, a dollar get, sign. You didn't get that. No, I didn't get that. I thought I thought it was big buck dollar. <laughs> okay, uh, no, it was it was big buck dollar sign. Okay, yeah, got it. All right, big buck dollar at use Usenet. Yes, did Usenet Use, offer emails? Well, and is Usenet.com, Usenet.com, like, is that, is that the, the place? I was not a Usenet user. No, a Usenet.com. Best Usenet service providers, 2020. Like, I don't think, I mean, Usenet was a, was like a protocol. Yes. It wasn't like a domain. But I think, I mean, I imagine Usenet, we'll go to Internet Archive, maybe. Usenet is a worldwide distributed discussion system. Okay, I can go through. Um, I mean, it's distributed. So there's not there's not like one domain that Usenet is hosted on. It's it's by its nature it's distributed. So you know you host on lots of different places. I mean that's core Usenet. Um, I mean so like yeah it, it's not. Usenet.com has been excluded from the Wayback Machine, so I cannot get a snapshot. 1998. What was what don't they want us to know? Yeah. Uh, so that's unfortunate. But yeah. I, I think probably Usenet was a protocol. But by the late 90s. 
probably, I don't know what kind of centralized core they had, but I think they probably bought Usenet.com. Sure. In order to kind of at least say, oh, here you can learn about Usenet, adopt Usenet. And did they set up a small ISP uh, to allow people to get email addresses? No. no. I think they buy them. Everyone did. You know mm. uh, the, the best ISP from the late 90s when everyone was doing it? No. BowieNet. David Bowie set up his own ISP. That's nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that's very yeah. nice. Uh, that's like, um, uh, what is the um, Black Eyed Peas guy having his own app? Oh, yes. Will I am? Will I am? Yes. Yeah. That worked out well. <laughs> uh, okay, so he gets his email. Let's... He first dials up. Who's your editor? Checks him with Brinkley. Welcome. Welcome. Frankly dismissed. Dear friend, I like to start my notes to you. A lot of a lot of okay. uh, Mickey Mousing going on here. Mickey Mousing. He goes through the uh, the hallway, and every mm -hmm. time he slinks a step, like the score goes, oh, doop, doop, doop. and then when the uh, the the mailbox thing goes up, and it goes you know from down to up, uh -huh. you get a big drum roll. That's nice. It's, it's good. Uh, also, it's like it also we also lost uh, in the dial-up modem. He was able to connect with Brinkley more. He was able to spend time with his dog, mm. scratch the dog's head as mm. he waited because he had a little bit of time to breathe. Right mm. now, you're just thrown into the world like that. It's, uh, sure, yeah, or you never escape. <laughs> you never escape. He gets three emails. He gets one from Big Buck Dollar. Yep, uh, and the subject is earn fast cash. Yes, which, which, which he doesn't know. need because he's yeah. already wealthy. Yes, so no interest in that one. Second is from Aurel Max. A-U-R-E-L-M-A-X at langnet.org. Which is which a, is a real a, thing. Real thing, which is now says like we shut down. But Thanks you for your interest in Langnet. Langnet.org is no longer being maintained, and the resources that were previously available there are now available here. This is like the Duolingo of the, of the late NFLC.umd.edu. Uh, gives him a very attractive offer uh, to learn Latin while he sleeps. Yeah, that's uh, great. I would say probably would, uh, uh, you know, be a net plus to his life. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you think the logistics of that are? Do you put on uh, like a, a a CD with Latin, just Latin phrases that then get incorporated in your dreams and you learn Latin? It's got to be about distributing audio, mm. uh, but probably not through the website because that would take a lot of time to download. I, no, all I that bet audio. they're sending you DV, uh, sending you Cassettes. CDs. Yeah, so you uh, put your put your Walkman. It's 1998. They can send you CDs. But would you... Okay, there's two options, though. Do you listen to headphones, or do you, like, just blast in your room? I think you put it on a stereo, yeah. Headphones dangerous while sleeping. <laughs> headphones dangerous while sleeping. <laughs> I, I think I mean, that was a thing in the early 90s uh, where Homer listens to vocab on The Simpsons uh, through a uh, series of sleep audio stuff through uh, through cassettes that you listen on a Walkman. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if that was a real, if was a real thing. Do you... Okay, I have lots of lots of interesting things I just found. Sure. Number one, there is, if you search for Learn Latin While You Sleep, there is a CD <laughs> you can oh, buy nice. called Sleep Learning English to Latin. <laughs> should, should, we, should we try this? Absolutely essential language learning. 850 of the most important words. Copyright 2013. Okay. So maybe they got the idea from this movie. <laughs> Learn Latin While You Sleep, English to Latin, for your ears only. Learn like a spy. <laughs> Learn <laughs> like a spy. <laughs> that is how spies learn. Absolutely essential Latin language acquisition. Speak Latin within 30 days. No pens, no paper, no homework, no memorizing. You can rapidly learn Latin or any new language. Learning Latin is easier than you think. 
Imagine how you would feel being the one who orders the meal the next time you're in a Latin restaurant. <laughs> and in Latin. So this is a series of websites <laughs> that, that just kind of auto-replace what language it is. And for this one, they are reporting there's a Latin restaurant. <laughs> I love ordering in Latin whenever I'm in a Latin restaurant. It makes it's so nice. I mean, is that a is that a possible thing? You said no. like a Roman, oh, go to it. Like yeah, a Roman a traditional Coliseum. Roman restaurant. Yeah, I mean, it's Caesar's Palace. If Caesar's Palace was actually like all in in uh, Latin, you could order in Latin. I, I, yeah. yeah, I would be in on that. We have all tried the big named systems for learning Latin. We've all, we've all True, true. But usually we never get to finish them. Something else more important just seems to pop up and get in the way. Yeah. It can be annoying and really frustrating. We should have done this ages ago, perhaps when we were at college. Well, don't give up just yet. With another holiday looming, there is still time to make sense of the locals and even impress them. <laughs> yeah, the local Latin speakers in the Catholic Church. Yeah, the Holy See. Yeah. Even if you have little spare time, get rid of those embarrassing Latin moments. <laughs> you can do it. Our unique Learn Latin While You Sleep system can get you up and running, even if all you want is some time out. Our promise is you, our promise is you will speak Latin in 30 days and without taking hours of your time. This is great. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna order one of these. We'll we'll, we'll have yeah, we'll, we'll try and get the CD for the next episode. Let's if we test can. ourselves beforehand, and we'll test ourselves afterwards and see if we learn Latin in thirty days, like a spy. Uh, <laughs> I, you remember? Uh, uh, have you read Brave New World? Um, uh, Brave New World. Uh, yeah, I have. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the whole thing about sleep learning in that book? No. So he is like the story of the future he tells is that people try to do th sleep learning mm -hmm. to, to learn facts and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but the problem is people would not be able to actually like learn things, become fluent, learn facts. But they would. Uh, it's like a kid would like learn facts. He would just like repeat them robotically mm. and like would not have like deep learning. Uh. But people could, in fact, uh, basically consume propaganda. Oh. So instead, sleep learning was not actually a valid educational device. But it was a good device for propaganda. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so they would just say things like, uh, what was it like, uh, men? Uh, it was like, not bending, but uh, like something is better than ending is better than mending, and just like different yes. consumers. Yes, I do. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Yep. Yeah. So it's yeah. just it's it's fun. Uh, um, to, to, I don't I I don't know if if it was based on any kind of actual research at the time. It was just like just making up stuff. But mm -hmm. I mean, I think sleep learning is not really understood to be a very uh, useful form of education i mean this this website begs to differ i mean there are different schools of thought yes yes uh we uh so his uh that was the second email 30 email is from a uh, shop girl shop girl yes so this is the one that counts here um also there's a forbes article about really learning a language in your sleep but we will skip that for now um yeah so shop girl Get back, aka Kathleen Kelly. Yes, doesn't really get back to him necessarily. So he had, his previous email was about was Brinkley. Yes, he sent a Brink note. He sent a Brink note, just updating my dog. Yes, I hear how many total uh, exchanges you think have happened at this point. Um, well, let's say a dozen. So you th a dozen total or each dozen dozen pairs. Of a emails? dozen exchanges. Yeah, so a dozen. Okay. Uh, so twenty four total emails. No? You think less? I think he would not wait till the 12th email to introduce her to Brinkley. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Well, let's say a dozen total. Okay. I can imagine that. So six each. Yeah. First one is like, hi. I mean, the main... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, they had a great chat room experience. They met in a chat room. That's it is nice we get that detail this time. So they met a in a chat room in which they both claimed they've never been before. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I mean it's to to meet someone in a chat room in which you're a long timer. Mm-hmm. Not that special. Mm-mm. Um. Also, so is it weird that um, is it weird that she is not receiving any spam? I think he is just. Uh, He's more of a spam target. Yeah, I think his, his address is NY152. I mean, he's wealthier out there. So I think all the spam bots are going to yeah. actually target his his email. Yeah, that's how they work. Uh, did you check the subject title of her email? Um, yes, I have it here. Dear friend. That is correct. Yeah, I mean that's a fun one to. That's that's a. Um, it feels very Aust- Austinian. Austinian, like a Jane Austen, like Steve Austin. Oh, like, like Steve Austin. <laughs> Uh, no, it feels just very. Uh, Dear friends, a very you know, ninth, early nineteenth century effect. Well, that's that's absolutely what they are going for here. This is a this is a as if it is an old timey letter writing exchange. It just happens to be in the digital world. Okay, let's talk about something. Uh, when are you going to watch the Lubitsch uh, Shop Around the Corner? I've seen it like three I, times. I refuse to watch it. You you need. F- to watch it for the sake of understanding this film better. I will watch it at some point. Okay. Just just consider, I mean, do you think sooner or later is better? Um, I think sometime in the medium term is best. Okay. I mean, it's kind of like when you're uh, uh, discussing Convoy, you need to kind of watch uh, The Wild Bunch. Yeah, I, I, yes, I, I'm, I, I know. We can watch it at some point. I think it's important because that is about writing letters. So here's the weird thing. What is the weird thing? I've been on this official sleep learning website for a bit. I can't find a buy button. <laughs> That's bad design. There's a there's a cart. I can go to my cart here, which is empty. Is black tie. But but I can't. There's not. There's certainly not a way to add the. And and the learn Latin one is not listed on the products page. I don't know that it's actually... We, we don't endorse this, but uh, how do you get to this website? What is the... I searched for Learn Latin While You're Sleeping. Well, what's the URL for this? Sleeplearning.com slash product slash learn dash Latin dash wild dash you dash sleep. <gasps> that's really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very good. It's And they have this beautiful picture of a compact disc with English to Latin written on it. But well, no, no way to well, buy it, as far as I can tell. I mean, describe, tell. describe the disc. It's the, got a, 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 like a. It um, has the official compact disc logo on it. So very just, large compact yes. disc logo. It's the, got a, a mannequin's head yes. where the top is popped off, and you can see a blue brain. A big blue brain. Big old blue brain inside. Welcome. You know, you've really learned when your brain glows blue. Uh, okay. Anything else from the email before we get into her talking? Because um, we can just play the audio from that. We can. Let's let's do that. Dear friend, I like to start my notes to you as if we're already in the middle of a conversation. I pretend that we're the oldest and dearest friends as opposed to what we actually are, people who don't know each other's names, and met in a chat room where we both claimed we'd never been before. What will NY152 say today, I wonder? I turn on my computer. I wait impatiently as it connects. I go online and... My breath catches in my chest until I hear three little words. You got mail. I hear nothing, not even a sound on the streets of New York, just the beat of my own heart. I have mail from you. 
Very good. Really good. Very, really good. Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk about what goes on here. He uh, reads an email. He reads it. Well, he, she reads an email to him, to us, to him. That's, I mean, yes. Yeah. She, she, it's her voice. The email's written in her voice. It is. It was, it was from her heart. And so I, yeah, I wrote down, well, a couple things here. Uh, one, I'm excited about the cranberries starting to play. Yeah. Maybe that's getting ahead of ourselves here. Let's talk about the content in the email. Yes. I wrote down, word for word, Shop Girl's note doesn't have much substance to it. I mean, his previous substance was, I have a dog. Right. Which is getting into some some. It is a concrete fact. details of their lives. But they're talking about how it's actually important to them. They don't know each other's identity. I guess I'm more what I'm saying is it's weird to... She's having she's she's initiating a very meta conversation here at a point in their back and forth where it feels appropriate to to more be diving into the like oh cool yeah you have a dog what, what that's great like the what other stuff do you do you know getting into like more of the actual substance of each other's lives as opposed to talking in the in the abstract about the fact they're communicating online I mean the subject of it is here is the way I like to write emails to you, which is to pretend we're old friends. Yeah. And here is my response to reading your emails, which is uh, they consume me. Uh, and in fact, uh, it really is the kind of predominant feature of my life right now is that I enjoy reading your emails. Which is nice. That's a nice sentiment. It's a little bit extreme maybe at this point. but it, I mean, right now we live in 2020. Yeah. Emails are a bit passe, but in 1998... They could rock your world. I, I yeah, of course, yes. Um, but no, it's sort of this like it's it's the it's it feels like one too many rounds of this like oh isn't this novel? Uh, especially if they've been going back and forth for a bit here, yes. as opposed to actually why don't you actually talk about something? This seems to be what they enjoy talking about, which is like <laughs> please, I don't want to know who you are. I don't know your. I don't want any way to contact you. I. Don't want to know really. Let's, let's just your life. mutually talk about how cool this whole <laughs> yes. email thing is. Let's talk about how cool emailing is, especially with each other, because we both enjoy the email <laughs> and we enjoy talking about how much we enjoy the emails to each other. Uh, and yeah. In fact, this this hits a mark with him, where in fact he is thinking about it afterwards. I can only think about how much he enjoys his emails mm-hmm. and thinking about how she writes about how much she enjoys writing the emails to him. Yeah. It's it's pretty incredible. It's, it's it's a little meta for my taste. I think it's an appropriate amount of meta. Mm. Uh, and oh, I just said it was a little meta. Yeah. So as we see this, uh, he actually is. Uh, they're both walking out to the streets in New York. Yes. And so this is where this we is get scene three. Scene three. The cranberries. The hustle. The hustle. The hustle. The commute. The cranberries. The hustle. The commute. Yes. The cranberry commute. The cranberry hustle. The cranberry hustle. The cran. That's a great. That'd be a great name for a drink. <laughs> Uh, we're not, uh, oh, oh, the cranberry hustle. Yeah. Um, we can talk about commute. That could be a hack. Commute sure, hacks. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, uh, we're in the '90s now. We are. I mean, we've been indoors. We go outdoors, and boy, it's nice. It's really nice. Um, pleasant. I try to find out. Uh, okay, so, so the song "Dreams" by the Cranberries. Oh, my mm-hmm. life. It uh, happens every day. I feel like... Uh, in every possible way. You have not seen uh, Chunking Express, have you? Chunking Express? Chunking Express. Chun... Chun... Chun King? Chun King. No. Uh, 1994 Hong Kong film, Wonker Wai. Mm. 
Uh, it made a lot of international noise. Uh, so I think I think my question is, can I can I ascertain whether Noir Fransaren or not? Unusual uh, movie insofar as through it. Um, and actually, I love when movies do this. Mm. Has basically the use of two songs that it plays about like six times each. Mm. One of that being uh, the Mamas and the Papas, California Dreamin'. The second mm -hmm. one being the Cranberries, Dreams. Mm. Uh, oh, so my That very life. same song, yes. It happens every day. Oh, here we go. I go online and my breath catches in my chest until I hear three little words. Oh, my You've got my mail. I hear nothing. It's it's topical. The first song, the Harry Nelson song, the puppy song, started with uh, wishes. Just oh, wishes are nothing more than dreams are nothing more than wishes. So I mean, we have two songs in a row about dreams. What are their dreams? They're the two of them. Yes, they're dreaming of. I'd say connections. Connections better than their own uh, yes. living partners, yes. which they're they... dreaming of human connection. Yeah, which is not possible with your living partner. Tricky, uh, but it is possible uh, through someone from a chat room. Okay, so the commute. Uh, did you track much about what's going on with the commute? I here? did. I tracked so many things here. So I, I have a list of businesses that open. Is that well, is that I reasonable? Mean, I actually have kind of some understanding of what's going on in the oh, map that here. that shot with the birds. She she stirs up the birds. The birds fly over him. And then he calms down the birds, and they sit down in front of him. Amazing. Yes. Um, okay. okay. What, so what? You? I'm you, sure you have it all mapped out. Sure. Can yeah, you, but, I don't have it mapped out. I just listed stores. Okay. So what, where do you want to start here? I mean, okay, so he exits his place. Yes. 152 One, Riverside. 152 Riverside Drive. Uh, Does I that exist? It does exist. Hmm. Um, I mean, do you think there's a, is, is a coincidence that he's NY, uh, NYC or NY152? NY152. NY152. It's not a coincidence. It's his address. I mean, it could be a coincidence. Okay. I mean, that's why he picked his address. Yeah. Uh, but he leaves. This is on Riverside between 87th and 88th Street. Sure. Uh, so he leaves. That's the westmost street before you get to the park on the west side. Mm. Uh, and uh, we see, uh, in fact... Her walking out uh, and uh, on 515 uh, West, uh, what's this, between 85th and 84th. Okay. So this is between, okay, so he's walked down four blocks at this point, mm. and 85th, 84th. This this causes one mystery. Last week, we said that based upon the early cyber world, she, her, cyber world? her house was on 78th Street. Mm -hmm. Why would she walk north and then walk back down uh, going south? between 85th and 84th. Maybe she likes that walk. Maybe she's going to pick something up along the way. Well, she does. I don't think she walked north. Mm. I would say that in the movie, in like, in real life, mm -hmm. her her brownstone's on 89th Street. Mm -hmm. Do we trust that more than we trust the cyber world no. showing her on 78th Street? No, we trust cyber world. I don't know. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm skeptical because here is kind of what's happening. I'll, I'll draw this out here uh, in space. So she, For, this will help the listeners at home describe quite a bit. Just, okay, okay so, you have a toothpick in one hand, yeah. and in the other hand, you just got a finger. Yeah. So okay, I, I could have two toothpicks. And Here now, now you have two. You have one and a half toothpicks, really. Okay. But so okay, she's a little bit north of him. If yeah. She's in a, 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 so she's the long toothpick here, or the short toothpick? He's the long toothpick. He's the long toothpick. He's taller. Long, long in the toothpick. They call that. They yeah. say that about Tom Hanks. Yeah. Okay, so they're both trying to get basically over to here. Sure. And they're over here. 
we see them cross paths multiple times because he they're both oh, walking diagonals. Yeah, so they take diagonals in the opposite directions. Yeah, so on eighty That's cool. On eighty fifth, he's yep. going like straight east, she's going south. So they they do a cross. Wow, that's very cool. Yes, and I was like, Oh, is this like real stuff? And in fact, when they go down, we see later uh, Verdi, uh, Verdi Square, mm -hmm. and he is going down uh, the road that intersects with Broadway at Verdi Square. And that's where the bird thing happens? Yes. yes. Yeah. Wow. That's super cool. Yeah. So it happens a few times. Uh, we see... So it's not arbitrary. It's actually, that's, they actually sort of planned out a an intersecting route there. And and both of their both of their paths are plausible. He yeah. enjoys kind of cutting east and then south. She mm -hmm. doing south and then east. Mm -hmm. uh, and they end up crossing paths three or four times. Hmm. So this just feels nice. But if you are uh, a denizen of the Upper uh, West Side. I am. Would, yeah, and so am I. Uh, you, you would actually appreciate what goes on here. Uh, what, what, what do we pass as we go through this? Okay, here are the stores. Number one, we have Tomcat Bakery. Two words, Tomcat uh, Bakery, which delivers some baked goods to a store. Yes. Next, we have a store just labeled I, E-Y-E, all lowercase. They sell eyes. Nice, apparently. Glass eyes. Third, we have organs. a store called Bread Slash Pastry. Good store. Or that's what adver what's advertised. Fourth, we have a store called Pharmacy. Fifth, we have a store called Locksmith 24-Hour Service. And I was wondering, well, then why is it closed? Um, They're opening it. It's 24-hour service. But maybe that's just you call you for 24-hour service. They, yeah, they, yeah. they make house just, calls. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we have we have a repair shop, but I couldn't make out. It's it's like It reads like Andrade Repair While You Wait. Hmm. Andrade Repair. I don't know what that, you know, Android Repair. That's 85th. He's going east. She's going south. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Um, Andrade Repair While You Wait. And then we have the Broadway Nut Shop. That one's pretty clear. Yeah. So. Uh, well, you, there's other businesses. I, mean, I know. We have the movie theater. The movie theater. This is Lowe's. Movie this theater. This is 84th Street Lowe's. Mm -hmm. This is on Broadway between 84th and 83rd. Mm -hmm. And in fact, he's going, uh, he now crosses and goes south on it. And she, she crosses and goes south on it as well. Mm. Uh, okay, actually, uh, take one step back. Uh, we didn't mention he has an elevator operator as he leaves his uh, apartment. Mm. Um, and I want to mention one more thing. Before he leaves... You can see outside the elevator, there are a few framed uh, prints hmm. and a statue. The framed prints are of apparently like ancient Rome. Hmm. Uh, oh. Presumably why I once learned Latin. The Latin connection, uh, yes. And, and there's a big uh, like dark uh, obelisk. Hmm. Looks beautiful. Uh, movie theater on 84th and 83rd. They, uh, they both walk into a Starbucks. Yep. On the corner of 81st and Broadway. Oh, it's a beautiful Starbucks. Just an yeah. iconic, classic Starbucks. Yes. Uh, when they cross the Verde Square, that's on 72nd, 71st. Mm. So they're going, uh, I think the, the walk here is at least like 25 minutes. Okay. So, that's a nice morning walk. Yes. And here's the thing that's surprising. Okay. Mm. So they both leave at the same time. Yes. She makes it into Starbucks and leaves uh, before he is actually able to enter the Starbucks. Hmm. She orders ahead. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's pretty remarkable. They, they actually, before they go to Starbucks, they are more or less synced in space. Mm -hmm. She gets to Starbucks ahead of time uh, and is able to actually place an order and leave seemingly in order of seconds. Is this plausible? I don't, I don't go to Starbucks. I, seconds. I mean, if she b picked up something that was uh, in, available to go, but she didn't, she picked up a hot coffee. 
So, yeah. I mean, maybe she knows, the like, she's a regular customer at that Starbucks. They know she's always going to be there at a specific time. They have her order ready for her. And does she exchange or just put it, like, on her tab? Maybe, but Starbucks doesn't really do that. No, I mean, may, maybe they did that in the late 90s when they were just so. getting started, but, yeah. No one lets you order I mean, credit. So now it's actually plausible because you can order ahead in the app yes. and you can pay in the app. So, actually, now you could walk into a Starbucks, have your order waiting for you on the pickup counter, and walk right out without paying. But we're not talking about that. Well, I'm just saying. So maybe yeah, this yeah. was it, it was very future looking. I think yes. you know, it was well, ahead I, of its time. I would say that I think they kind of they kind of fibbed a bit to make this work. Unless, like, let's say he stopped they, on the way. Bit, bit? I, what he, he could have gone to a bakery, you know, got something to eat. You know, yeah, he or he, or he's just taking his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so, so he's a slow mover. He is a slow mover. Uh, and then we we see again, she stops at a flower shop and buys flowers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we do this happens later on, but I want to mention it because it's related to Starbucks. When he's chatting with Dave Chappelle later, they mention Starbucks. Uh, and do you know what drink they both call out at the same time? I do, but let's get to that a little bit later. Okay. All right. All right. Uh the movie theater. Do we talk about the movie, movie theater? Yeah, what's this so, actually place where, what's on, where when this happened? When when is on when what's on the marquee? There are six movies playing there. Okay. Take me through them. Uh, here's the thing too. Uh, okay, so number one, uh, the, here here's the thing too. Here's the thing. It's my too. favorite movie. Uh, it's Oscar season. Mm. Uh, the Wings of the Dove. Never heard of this movie. Is it? Did you look it up? I did. So the Wings of the Dove. It is an Oscar movie. A uh, got a nomination for Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. Uh, which I think uh probably the first major breakthrough she had. Uh, 1997 film. Yeah, so this came out in November 1997. Uh, let's talk about what weekend it is. It appears to be the weekend, uh, some somewhere around the weekend after uh, March 6th. Because mm. of the, let's just name the six movies. The Wings of the Dove, The Borrowers, Ellie Confidential, mm -hmm. The Big Lebowski, Dark mm -hmm. City, and U.S. Marshals. Dark City. Of those, of those, uh, of those six movies, three are recent releases. The Big Lebowski, March 6th. Mm. U.S. Marshals, March 6th. Dark City, February 27th, the week week before. Mm. So I'd like to say that this probably came out the week after March 6th. Okay. Uh, so this it, the, the reason so this is a 1997 release, but only because they wanted to make Oscar season. Is that I the, think they put the Wings of the Dove back out in theaters. Yeah. And actually, I was looking through a few newspapers and found uh, some uh, a lot of. Uh, print in March saying mm -hmm. see Wings of the Dove. Yeah. So I think okay. it's probably brought back in the theaters for Oscar season. Uh, Ellie Confidential, uh, earlier uh, 97 release, I think mm. may have hung around, but I think mm. might got an extra release for the Oscars. Uh, so, but is there, I mean, do we have any reason to believe this is not a real movie marquee? I think that's probably the simplest thing to believe. Yeah. Okay. Got uh, it. That yep. they filmed this and they just walked by it and, and said, please, let's pretend it's March 6th. Like, <laughs> no, I think it's easier. They filmed it around March 6th. Yeah. Uh, but I'd say canonically, this takes place in March six. The trees are in March six. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, well, I mean, if that if the if the marquee dates it, yes. Then the unless it was a different reality. What if in this world yeah. the Big Lebowski came out in the winter? It's, it's interesting to think about. And in this world, when the trees are blossoming in spring, <laughs> that means it's November because <laughs> this is the southern hemisphere. We don't know. Ooh. Well, they do say New York a lot, so it's probably... New York, Australia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, so uh, it's like it's just very uh, charming to see the Big Lebowski show up there. That's the, nice. It's the, charming to see Dark City. I yeah. like Dark City, I think. The Borrower is another movie I have no memory of existing. Wait, she, is she buying a pumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> she's, 
doing some uh, spring spring pumpkin problems. There's pumpkins available for sale at the flower stand. Does this not cut against your theory that this is in March? It is March. Yeah, I I know you were saying it is in March. Yes. Why are there pumpkins for sale at the flower stand? <laughs> it's, it's always a good time for pumpkin. Okay. I don't know. It's like I would. You say, are you saying you can't buy a pumpkin now? I'm sure I could find a pumpkin. I doubt they would be on display in the, in the front. Nice on the front shelves of the of a, of a flower. Um, I think they look nice. The borrowers. Do you know the movie The Borrowers? Uh, yeah, the bar was down under. The bar was down under. Uh, this is based on a children's book. I have no memory of this existing. Oh yeah, with all the little mice in the house, little tiny people in the house. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. I watched uh, this. John Goodman, Jim Broadbent. I think I watched this more than once. Yeah, this was in the Stuart Little era. (laughs) Yes, it's the Stuart Little verse. (laughs) I mean, this was the time of of like you know tiny move, tiny tiny character movies. Yes, Stuart Little, (laughs) The Borrowers, The Rescuers Down Under. Yeah. Um, you got mail. He, they both. And you've got mail. You got T- mail. Tiny character movies. Yeah, the little yellow man in the logo. Yes. Uh, she makes her way uh, to the corner of her bookstore. He goes into the now like ominously unmarked construction site. Yeah. And yeah, starts yeah. working with Kevin Jackson. Uh, Kevin Jackson, aka Cameo Man. Cameo, Cameo. <laughs> they call him Mr. Cameo. Mr. Cameo. Uh, they are, they are, this is very similar. I would say, okay, so we ready to go into scene, scene four? We are, we are. Yeah. yeah they're talking. Very similar cadence, uh, to, uh, Parker Posey talking about just, here's stuff that happened in the publishing world. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, Kevin Jackson is now saying, here are things happening in the construction site world. And I'll and tell you what Joe Fox doesn't really care about. Either of those things. Updates. Yes. <laughs> not a fan of updates. Yes. I mean, it seems like... Both in the world of running his business and in managing his relationship, he doesn't really care about what the other person is relaying to him. He seems to just kind of be off in his own world. He operates at a higher level. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and uh, so these updates, well, we can play it next time it goes around, but I can also just say what he says. Do you want to read the updates? Sure. Uh, yeah. Electrical tr- contractor called. His truck hit a deer last night. Uh, presumably not happening within Manhattan, but maybe. There's some deer in Central Park, probably. Yeah, I'm guessing th- that contractor is commuting from outside of Manhattan. Probably. Yeah. So the contractor okay. is, is laid up because his truck hit a deer. Yep. Uh, it's a one-truck contractor. Maybe mm-hmm. he should hire a bigger, bigger firm. An OTC. So he's not going to be here till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So he has a one-day delay for uh For, for the electrical. Yes. Okay. Uh, we have the. Should ups- we create like a, a like a like a Gantt chart for the yes, Fox we books? Absolutely, should create a Gantt chart. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, Electrical gets pushed by one day. Yes. And we'll see if that sets anything else back. The upstairs shelves are late because the shipment of pine we ordered has beetles. Uh, so mm. That sucks. That yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. So it's interesting that they're so they're actually buying wood, like yes. raw wood, and they're and they are making shelves on site. They, I mean, I that doesn't sound surprising. If the shelves are simple, I guess if they're built-in shelves, that would be what they would do. Would do, yeah. I guess yeah. I'm thinking more like would you cut them down ahead of time? I think you you need a lumber like a lumber contractor who just supplies lumber, and then someone who kind of constructs the lumber to shape. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the lumber place could do that, but you have to pay a premium. If they're running a big construction site, mm-hmm. it's not much of a big deal to cut it down on site. Right. Yeah. Uh, so beetles, not great. And I'm looking at I mean, pine beetles are definitely a thing. Yeah, uh, and That's a then thing that and on top of this, they got a fifty thousand dollar ticket uh, for construction workers 
uh, peeing off the roof. Of the but well, this right, but that one was was fabricated, right? Sure about that? What I mean, that's that's the the that's the thing here. That's the shtick here, uh, is that he's then fabricating one to see if Joe Fox is paying attention. No, 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 no. Wait, no. what? That's exactly what's happening. It's possible. It's possible. It's plausible. But he then just says, he says, great, that is great. And then Joe Fox asks uh, Kevin Jackson, is the electrician here today? Oh, that's why. Okay, got it. Okay. So it's yeah. possible this is a way of saying, yeah. uh, are you listening to me? Yeah. I think the I think this is true. Okay. All right. I Interesting. I think this is true. I mean, I think that could $50, be. $50,000. Wow. That's, that is. That is a really messed up thing to happen. I mean, it makes you really question about how they chose this construction firm. Yeah, I mean, how dare they find Fox Books for Do such you know a minor? Who I am? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I yeah, that is that is pretty crazy. Well, if there's not a facility on site, I just checked. The, those are obviously uh, spring pumpkins. Okay. The electrical contractor called his truck hit a deer last night, so he's not going to be here till tomorrow. And upstairs uh, shelves are late because the shipment of pine we ordered has beaters. Very good, very good. And we got a $50,000 ticket for construction workers peeing off the roof. Great. That is great. Is the electrician here today? See, I just told you he had a deer, man. I knew you weren't listening to me. All right. I wasn't. I hear nothing. Nothing. Not a sound on the city streets, just the beat of my own heart. I think that's how it goes, something like that. You and Patricia got engaged, didn't you? You can tell me. Engaged? Come on. Are you crazy? What? I thought you liked Patricia. I do. I do. I love Patricia. I love Patricia. Patricia is... Patricia's amazing. Patricia makes coffee nervous. Hey, you know what? We should announce ourselves to the neighbors. Let them know. Well, let's get to the business plans afterwards. Let's sure. talk about what's going on so far. Okay, so yeah, no, so you're right. It's it's the it. Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's still possible he's inventing the. I think it's real. I assumed it was invented just because it was so outlandish. I don't think it's outlandish. Okay. I think it's I think it's deeply troubling, but it's not outlandish. Okay. Uh, but I mean, they, they well, they'll get more into the details of how they address this because I mean, electrical firm delayed a day. It happens. Mm -hmm. uh, pine beetles uh, script a shipment. It happens. Mm -hmm. Their construction firm has people yearning off the roof. I think you have to. Yeah, that's something you that. take action on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So some action needs to be taken, but they. I mean, he has. At the point they actually address this, Joe Fox is not listening. Yeah. Because he actually has not received the information because his, he was. Uh, yeah, we he, got. We're on the same page. He heard nothing. We're uh, on the same page. And he. <laughs> and what is his excuse of saying he's not at work, not listening to what's going on? Uh, and he basically says, oh, I don't hear anything because I, my mind is wrapped up with this lovely email I have with this woman I'm flirting with. Well, he doesn't say that explicitly. But it's got the but subtext. Yes, what, that's the subtext. Which mm -hmm. Kevin Jackson says, I think plausibly, oh, the woman that you're yeah. inspired with love by must be your uh, living girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And he says, are you crazy, sir? I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I would, I yeah. Would, I would, if you think I'm in we're engaged that's unlikely to happen uh in fact uh you know the i, I i'm flirting with uh someone i met in a chat room he doesn't say that but that's, yeah that's what's going on sure it's kind of weird isn't it it's a little weird but his mind is in a different place right now keep that in mind so it's 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 funny we've started a move like the movie is two people uh being unfaithful to their partner at least you know emotionally unfaithful mm -hmm. uh and it's kind of just off the bat, and every, like it's it's supposed to be very cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's you you have to 
assume you you you, know, you basically we're already in a position where it's clear that they're not right for each other. Yes, I mean the reason it's cool in movie logic is because their partners are both weird and shrewish. Yeah, or not. I mean that they it's certainly so it's okay to cheat on them. I guess that's one angle. The other angle is just that they have just very different personalities that are not compatible. Sure, but they are living in together. I'd say if they were at a party and they started flirting with each other, mm -hmm. that would actually parse worse than the fact they're doing a cyber crime, which is flirting in the cyber world. This is actually well, that's, because it's a that's new, the it's a core arena. tension of the movie. Yeah, yes. yeah. Is 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 is, is it. Is it real or is it not? I mean, to address the earlier movie, The Shop Around the Corner, mm -hmm. they are both single throughout the movie. Interesting. They, hmm. Yes. This hmm. was this is a new wrinkle. Well, I mean, this yeah, this is modern society here. Yes. The modern New York. Uh, Joe Fox does not appear to be good at his job. No, no, he's not. That's what happens when you when you have uh, family-owned businesses. <laughs> uh, Kevin Jackson appears to be very good at his job. Um, yeah, yeah, he's very on top of things, yes. He's gotten to the workplace before Joe Fox is there and has mm -hmm. already relayed all the uh, important information. It's unreal what the value add of Joe Fox being here is. Uh, he's there to check in on things. He relays stuff up to his family. Yes. He's a good liaison. Yeah. Um, well, he's uh, he's probably the... He's probably... The idea man. Yes. He's probably providing insight on the overall concept. Well, as we get to it in a moment, we're about to hear their business plans, which yes. introduced. Yes. Uh, and, and your thoughts about the first part, which is the relationship of, of Kevin and and uh, nope. Joe. No, because I mean, it's very straightforward. They're clearly best friends. Uh, they know oh, about each other's work relationships. I mean, he knows about uh, he knows about that things are serious with Patricia and thinks that they're going to be engaged. But in fact, that's it was. It was he didn't know about the, the the online love affair. Yeah, but this I would I would not call the, the the him knowing about Patricia thing. I would not call that. I would not think that to be anything more than something a good work friend would know. I I, I guess I've never uh, talked to work friends. Sure, work it's a, friends, it is, work friends are a mistake. It's, it's a fairly common thing to do. <laughs> no, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. Okay. Uh, construction site looking good. Big old Looking great. Yeah, it's really coming together. Yeah. A lot of stuff still covered up, but I'm I'm sure it's, yeah, it's all going to... Nice lights. Nice string lighting. Joe is, you know, not really present, not doing his job competently, but he's very charming because he's Tom Hanks. Yeah, that helps. You can tell me. Engage. Come on. Are you crazy? What? I thought you liked Patricia. I do. His internal conflict is showing itself externally. That's all this is, which is fine. That's cool. Hey, you know what? We should announce ourselves to the neighbors. Let them know. Here we come. Well, no, this is up in West Side, man. We might as well tell them we're opening a, a crack house. They're going to hate us. As soon as they hear, they're going to be lining up to, to pick, pick at the, the big, big bad chain store. That's out to destroy it. Everything they hold dear. Yeah. Do you know what? We are going to seduce them. We're going to seduce them with our square footage. And our discounts and our deep armchairs and our cappuccinos. Oh, so good. They're clearly best friends. They, I mean, they. they... You know why? Why? Oh, I love it. Do you know why? No, why? We'll find out. We'll find out next time. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, the, the fact they are that they are saying the same thing at the same time does indicate they are very very good friends. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm bought in on the on the on the Dave. Okay, so let's talk about business. They are they are running a secret location. They are building in the Upper West Side, 
And this is not troubling in itself. Of course, you're going to have a large construction site. Mm -hmm. But when they announce they're going to be a bookstore, this is going to create problems. Yeah. Like, what else could this be if not a superstore? Um, a hospital. <laughs> that is not... Uh I mean, I'm watching, like, in the early 70s in, like, Haight-Ashbury area, mm. all the people there, such as Calvin Welch, uh, that was their main enemy, was big hospitals being built <laughs> and, like, disrupting the residents. Uh, so that's pretty funny that, you know, that's that people are not happy about hospitals either. Mm. Mm. Uh, I, I can't really imagine anything that would be good <laughs> to be there. Like, a hotel would be bad, mm -hmm. uh, residents would be bad, uh, you know. To be good to be. Oh, you mean for the commute for the neighborhood? For the community, yes. Well, maybe there. Maybe it's maybe it's an existing space that is being renovated to be the same thing it was. Yeah, like they could have the locks, locksmith store. Yeah, maybe it was. A, it was some <laughs> office space, and now it's going to be nicer office space. I. I mean, I'd like to know what it was before. It's a good question. I mean, I think one of the reasons there's tension is because it's a cultural superstore. Yeah. If it was like, oh, we sell nothing but you know citrus. Yeah. Uh. You know, then people say, "Oh, that's fair." Yeah. Uh, but because yeah. it's it's imperils the cultural literary life of the Upper West Side, people are going to be even more upset. And yeah, they, or, right. It. Let's say it was a pharmacy. Yeah, so a C, a CVS Plus. CVS Plus. That'd be like, okay, there's now a CVS here. Yeah, but the Handy. size the size of a superstore. But it's just yeah, it's super CVS. Super CVS. Yes. Um, okay, we should do hack if we if we're done. Let, let, let's give this a, a, one more thing here. Yeah. Their business plan. Their business plan is uh, they are going to win over the neighborhood by seducing them yep. with a few things, square footage, yep. deep armchairs, and cappuccinos. Our cappuccino. It is, so one nice thing about this, it is they are very, It's the language they're using is not like we're going to crush all the, you know, the competition here, right? The language they're using is we're going to have a better product. Their thing is saying that we will actually win out because we have the luxurious space. Our, our additional yep. scale will actually seduce them because they'll love the scale. And it says, uh, in the end, uh, we'll, it says like, well, they're going to hate us in the beginning, but we're going to win them in the end. But win them not win win them over because we are providing a superior experience. And there's a there's which is actually a pretty. I mean, that's 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 not saying they're going to be manipulative and try and you know like. Trying to edge their way it to is, this market. It's not the Uber way, which is we're going to have VC funding to actually sell at a loss yeah. to the point that there'll be no one else and then we'll actually have monopoly rents. Right. No, it is saying we actually have a better concept for how a bookstore should be operated. I mean, I guess their thing is saying if you have like three small bookstores and you add up their square footage mm -hmm. uh, compared to one big big, big store of the that same size. That also provides other services like lounge space yeah. and cappuccinos. The additional and scale will actually be a value selection. add yeah. bigger than the sum of the parts. That's at least, I mean, I think history has proven this not to be a winning plan. Although <laughs> there is, in fact, a Barnes & Noble still operating in the Upper West side which mm -hmm. i'm surprised to see nice uh so maybe it is at least winning enough and now that's the cultural heritage <laughs> yes we got to preserve our barnes and noble uh <laughs> and they have they say we'll give them the end do you know why we'll find out later now more cappuccinos <laughs> yes more hack of the app all right this is our favorite segment hack of the app This is where we find uh, some sort of uh, hack to, uh, like, a, like a snack hack, but more of just a life hack. A life hack yeah. for the characters in this movie. It's a snack hack but for, for life. Yes. Yes. So what do we got? We got uh, the commute. Okay, what, is a, what is a problem? The, um, the commute's long. The commute's long. Uh, they, don't, they also don't see each other on their commute. 
Well, they don't know each other. Well, that's actually, that's actually one of the things they value. Well, they they know they see each other in cyberspace okay, so, plenty so well. So one problem is the commute. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have a few problems I was thinking about. Oh, the, the coffee. The coffee. The oh, co the coffee. She's in the opposite room, cannot make her coffee ready. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say one final thing is uh, urinating construction workers. I don't want to touch that one. But it is it is a problem. It's Let's a be real. huge problem. Uh, so, I mean, I would think that... The, the, I think the lot, I like the, the coffee. Yeah, because coffee coffee, huge coffee hacks are a genre of hack in general. Yes. So let's okay. So we got our okay our coffee hacks. I mean, I'd say one. You, I don't, I don't victim blame here. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, uh, Patricia. Eden, but the coffee, I think, was at fault. She's fully dressed, ready to go, mm -hmm. and is only now starting her coffee. I think. Well, the, it's the, an espresso, and so she wants it hot and to consume it fast. I, you don't want an espresso to just oh, like sit around. Yeah. You actually do want to make that, you know, right before you want to drink it. She wants to jit it. Jit it? Yeah. She wants to just in time or. She wants to jit the coffee. Yeah. yeah her espresso. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she, but she a wants, jit espresso, if you will. Yeah. I think here's a big problem. Uh, the, the espresso is in the middle of the kitchen when, in fact, she wants it by the elevator. Okay, that's one possible angle to it. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, what's another solution? Um, that she. Oh, I, I, okay, let's play around with a couple of variables. One, espresso machine location. Two, yeah. espresso machine speed. If it was instant, it wouldn't matter. I'd say it's pretty fast. I'd say it's going to take 20, 30 seconds. I'd well, say, that's what I'm saying. What if we were to hack around that? I, you're throwing a lot of technology. I okay. would say, I think the logistics are the interesting are part Are just here. to have an espresso maker next to the elevator. Also, operator. But the, the operator here is Joe Fox in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. What if it's a different operator? Such like as the elevator the operator. The elevator operator. What would, what would happen to the cups? Uh, espresso cup, right? Espresso gets given to you in a cup. Okay, here's my hack. You then get in the elevator. My hack is there are now uh, four buttons by mm -hmm. the elevator. One is <laughs> going up, going down. Uh, and then it's going up and getting espresso and going down and getting espresso. How often do you think going up and getting espresso would be used? <laughs> okay, let's lose that button. <laughs> so there, are two, there are three buttons. Going up, going down, no espresso, and going down with an espresso. Okay. And if you go down the espresso, the elevator, by the time the elevator man goes down, uh, it will be poured out and have espresso right, ready for you. Does this, but what if you're on a floor? What if you're on like a floor that's, that's near the, you know, what if you're on the second floor? Uh... Well, okay. Does he deliver it to you when the door opens, or by the time you're exiting the yes, door? Yes, I believe. I believe the door. He stands as close to the doors as possible. Okay. The doors open. Yes. Like Tower of Terror at Disneyland style, yes. and he is right there, okay. holding an espresso on a on a on a on a plate. But so, what is the goal? The goal you're saying you want to you want to caffeinate the last minute, the last minute before no. you leave the building. No, or? no, no, no. I'm saying you you just well, sure, yeah, you do want that, but you also want the the espresso to be hot. And not be sitting around at all, right? You want to sure. you want to drink it with you know before it gets cold. But if you're on floor twenty, yeah, you're gonna start drinking as you go down. If you're on floor two, mm -hmm. you'll have less time to drink it, but you can always drink in the lobby. I guess that's true. And then you hand the cup to the elevator operator. If you're on floor two, you have to drink it quick because that's yeah, you do. Well, she drinks it really quick. Okay, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. And then uh, and what's nice is you can use it as a counterweight, and it it shifts it back up to the upper floors. Yeah, that definitely necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then I mean there is I there's another option here. Okay, that's I mean that's that's one option for hack. Which yes. Other hack? The other option is the espresso machine remains in the apartment, but has a channel to con to to convey the espresso down to the street. Ooh, okay. Such that she can start the machine. Yes. Leave, get in the elevator, walk down to the street with a cup probably, receive the espresso as she's walking out, 
it's like a little door as you leave the place. I'm I was to, thinking I'm, like a tube. So there's just a tube running out of tubes, the apartment yes. and down. Yes. And I'm she holds about, the cup well, under where, the tube. What do you do with your cup when you're drinking it on the street? Maybe she needs a disposable cup. Sounds complicated. I think it's easier. Yeah. I'm, I think it's easier to only drink in the elevator. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. All okay. right. And that has been Hack, Hack of the App. All right. Here's a quick segment. Uh, drink of the App. That is great. Oh yeah, it's going to be because you want to invent the um, no what the BlackBerry uh, drink the app drink the app or cappuccino cappuccinos that was drink the app excellent Um, all right we got here we We, have uh, wear in the air we need to do wear in the air yes and we need to do uh, contact and that's basically it yes yes Um, do we we crack this up do we get everything done here we we got everything we needed yeah we we went through the whole app yeah Um, we'll talk about themes next time. And we now just need to do our favorite segment, Where in the Air. I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, that's, that's good music. Let's, I, yeah, it's really nice music. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of hacker music is just people talking. Yeah, you know what? I mean, it, 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 given given it's is proved to be reliable, let's just let's just bring this back. It's um, pretty good. It's the sound of software. Chairs and. Cappuccinos. Cappuccinos. There we go. Okay, okay, we're in the air. All right. The movie as a whole, we're going to rate the movie as a whole as a whole. We're going to rate the movie up until this point as a whole. We're going to rate these five minutes on their own. Okay, movie as a whole as a whole. Ready? Three, two, one, four stars. Great. Movie up until this point. Three, two, one, four stars. Okay, we're aligned. These five minutes. Ready? Three, two, one, three and a half stars. I'd say four stars. The the, yeah. the dreams thing is really nice. That is nice. Yeah, that is. Oh, that's true. Okay, four. I'm I'm revising officially, revising to four stars. Okay, cool. Okay, and that has been where where in, in the, the air. air. Uh, let's see. You want to contact us? What are we gonna do? Uh, if you want to contact us, the, we have other information let's for that. It's gonna be a disaster. What 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 would be a disaster? Well, Why would there be any disasters involved? Keep a good time. Here's okay. You here's we'll do it question answer style. You give me a prompt, I will answer it. I'll give you a prompt, you answer it. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. I, I want, want to Twitter you at, at earful, earful of. I want to email you. Ear, staff staff at earful of cocktail dot com or staff at earful of convoy dot com or staff at earful of dot com once it's set up, but it is not yet. That's still true. I want to go to your website. Earfulof.com. Great. Okay, that's good. That was nice. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's for the moment. That's that's uh that's a tenable that's it's worked a, great. That's a tenable system there. Yeah, it's work working a dream. Okay, so as we're wrapping up here, uh just like Bruce Springsteen. We just want to say working uh, on a dream. When you've got mail, uh anything is possible. Uh, but once you've got your mail, uh, what you do with your mail, that's up to you. That's up to you. That's up to you.
in my head and I said, you couldn't be cuter, but you're out of the computer because you're the world's worst slacker and I'm the world's greatest slacker.